Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your host, Samuel Mangi. On today's Bible slot, we'll be having Brother Ian Musi to talk about taking up the cross. The health segment will be brought to us by Joanne Omambi, and she will be talking about lung cancer. As usual, we have marvelous tunes to spiritually lift you up. Let us listen to a song, Nimaisha, by Masalio Kwai. Sawana 
like that song by Marcelio Singers the title was Ni Maisha let us not give room to Joan Umambia with the health segment Welcome to today's health program Today we're going to talk about lung cancer. I am your presenter, Joan Omambia. Andor is a 45-year-old Hungarian man with a history of smoking two packs of cigarettes a day since age 18. He had a severe case of pneumonia several years ago and his doctor blamed the lung infection on his smoking. Now, Andor is experiencing more lung problems. He's feeling short of breath most of the time and he has developed a dry cough that will not go away. Yesterday he coughed up some blood. He is afraid to return to his doctor because he has been told if he didn't stop smoking, he could get lung cancer, and that frightens him. Although he truly tried to stop, his addiction to tobacco was just too strong. Even the possibility of developing lung cancer wasn't enough to convince him to stop smoking. He doesn't know what to do. Today, I want to talk about lung cancer its dangers and what you can do to prevent it cancers of the lung and of the breathing tubes leading to the lungs 
kills more than 1,300,000 people every year. While the death rate from the disease is highest in Hungary and Serbia, it is severe in all countries, even countries such as China, Canada, and the United States, where it is treated aggressively. Currently, at least 90% of people who develop lung cancer die of its complications. Nearly 90% of lung cancers are caused by smoking tobacco. Tobacco contains chemicals that are extremely irritating and those chemicals damage the tissues that line our lungs and breathing tubes. God created our bodies with a defense mechanism that is able to repair the damage caused by smoking, but constant, repeated assaults will over time damage the cells so severely that the body's defense mechanism becomes overwhelmed and cancer develops. Your risk of developing lung cancer increases with the length of time you smoke and the number of cigarettes you smoke every day. Your body normally absorbs oxygen from the air in the lungs, using it for the energy your cells need to work efficiently. Lung cancer develops as an enlarging mass in the breathing tubes that bring air along with oxygen into the lungs. Early on, lung cancer causes no symptoms. Symptoms develop as the cancer grows, limiting the amount of oxygen coming into your lungs. The first symptom frequently is a new cough that doesn't go away. You may start coughing up even small amounts of blood. You will begin to notice more and more shortness of breath. Your brain function will deteriorate and you will sleep more and more. You will develop confusion, eventually becoming almost unconscious. The cancer often spreads to your bones, so you may experience a lot of bone pain. If you are a smoker who has developed suspicious symptoms, you need to see your doctor. A doctor will order a chest x-ray and can remove a small piece of any abnormal spot found on that x-ray through a small tube placed down into your breathing tubes. That may be sufficient to make the diagnosis. Because the death rate from lung cancer remains so devastatingly high, the safest thing anyone can do for their health is to prevent getting the disease in the first place. How can one do that? Don't smoke. If you have never smoked, don't start. If you are currently a smoker, stop smoking now. Other things can also help. A recent large study in Europe has shown that if you currently smoke, you can reduce your risk of developing lung cancer by eating a large variety of fruits and vegetables. They will provide the vitamins and nutrients you need to help repair the lung damage caused by the smoking. If you drink alcohol, Stop drinking if at all possible. Heavy drinkers of alcohol carry an increased risk of developing lung cancer. And finally, exercise at least 30 minutes every day. Even brisk walking is sufficient. Studies have shown that moderate exercise reduces the risk of developing lung cancer by 20 to 30 percent in women and 20 to 50 percent in men, a reduction confirmed in smokers. The most encouraging news for smokers is that, if you can find a way to quit smoking, you will significantly lower your risk of developing lung cancer even if you've smoked for many years. You, like Andor, may be wondering how you can stop smoking if you have become addicted. Understand that it is not easy. It may be one of the most difficult things any smoker has ever tried to do. 
We will devote an entire program soon outlining ways that you can help to stop smoking. Here are examples of some things that have helped others. First, make the firm decision to stop. And ask your family and friends to support you, especially during the first few days and weeks. They can help you to resist the severe cravings that will come during those first few days and weeks. If you are a religious person, pray for divine help in honoring your resolve to quit. Next, when you have the craving to smoke, delay acting on it. Spend as much time as you can where smoking is not allowed, in malls, libraries, museums, and places of worship. Keep busy with activities such as exercise, walking, or riding a bicycle. The craving will eventually pass. Thirdly, drink plenty of water to flush nicotine out of your body as soon as is possible. Finally, avoid drinking things that you associate with smoking. Drink such as wine and beer. And stay away from activities that you associate with smoking for the first few weeks. Activities such as watching your favorite TV programs. Instead of smoking after meals, brush your teeth, wash the dishes, or go for a walk. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Ukle, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Until next time, I have been your presenter, Joan Omazi. Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I'll be back after this track, Nimarangapi by Masalio Singers. Oh, oh, oh. 
Brother Ian Mose will now quench our spiritual thirst. Please stay tuned until the end. Be blessed. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ and welcome to today's study. I'm your host Ian Muse and the topic of study today is taking up the cross. Jesus told his disciples that if any man will come after him, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow him. Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Later the apostle Paul repeated this theme. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 From the time of Christ's sacrifice to the present many have sought to show their devotion to Jesus secure their own forgiveness or make some public statement by actually having themselves crucified In 1965 Daniel Waswa in Kenya compelled his wife to crucify him for the sins of all Kenyans. After reluctantly obeying, his wife collapsed and died apparently from shock. Daniel was rescued by neighbors, but he later died from an infection. Does the Lord require this kind of literal fanaticism when he calls us to take up our cross and follow him? To better understand these profound passages regarding the cross, we need to turn to the only story in the bible where we find an example of this dreaded method of execution as we examine the gospel accounts of the crucifixion we quickly notice that jesus did not die alone two other men were crucified with christ that day 
countless lessons can be drawn from the experience of the thieves who died flanking the Savior and especially the one who accepted Jesus. All four gospel accounts tell of the two thieves who were crucified with Christ, but only the Gospel of Luke tells the story of the penitent thief who turned to Jesus in the final hours of his life. Let's begin by revisiting this popular passage. There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. Luke chapter 23 verse 32 and 33 and 39 to 43. New King James Version. These two thieves represent the two great classes of people who have ever lived or ever will live, the saved and the lost, the righteous and the wicked. In his famous parable, Jesus compared them to sheep and goats. Matthew chapter 25 verse 31 to 46. The Son of Man set the sheep, the righteous, on his right hand, and the goats, the wicked, on his left. Since in the Bible the right hand represents favor, Matthew 26, 64, and Acts chapter 2, verse 32 and 33, I would like to believe that the thief who was saved was to the right of Jesus. Notice the ways these two doomed men represent all people. They were both guilty of rebellion, murder, and stealing. We too have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. We have rebelled against our maker's will, committed murder in our hearts, and robbed God of the time, means, and talent he has lent to us. They could do nothing to save themselves. Picture them hanging there naked, with their hands feet spiked mercilessly to a cross. I cannot think of two individuals who were ever more utterly powerless to rescue themselves. We are just helpless to save ourselves by our good works, as were those two thieves to effect an escape from the cross. They both had an equal opportunity to be saved. Although helpless to save themselves, these two men were in the immediate presence of the greatest dynamo of love and power in the whole cosmos. But salvation is not obtained by osmosis. To be helped, they had to first reach out in faith and ask him. We too are ever in the presence of the Savior, and he is only a prayer away. Psalms chapter 139 verse 7. But many souls will be needlessly lost, while hoping and desiring to be saved because they do not perform the simple act of asking. My dear listener, we are all saved by faith, and true faith is based on evidence. Otherwise, it is simply a blind, reckless presumption. On the day of the crucifixion, a mountain of evidence was given to show that Jesus was the Son of God. After the three crosses were hoisted into position and the initial shock associated with crucifixion set in, the Bible tells that at first, both of the criminals joined the bomb in mocking him. Even the robbers who were crucified with him revealed him. 
Matthew chapter 27 verse 44, New King James Version. But as the agonizing hours dragged by, the thief on his right began to reflect on his wasted life and now hopeless future. As he humbled himself, the Holy Spirit began to penetrate the man's contrite heart and urged him to consider the noble way Jesus bore his suffering. There was a growing conviction in the thief's mind that perhaps this was more than an ordinary man who was hanging few feet away. As the evidence of Jesus' divine nature continues to mount, the thief on his right hand feels the Holy Spirit press upon him. There is only one logical verdict. The long-awaited Messiah, the King of Israel, is hanging on the cross beside him. This is the one who came to fulfill the famous prophecy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And he made his grave with the wicked, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 verse 9 and verse 12. Somehow this thief understands that Jesus is suffering for the transgressors and knows that he is in that category. In the classic book The Desire of Ages, we read, little by little the chain of evidence is joined together. In Jesus, bruised, mocked, and hanging upon the cross, he sees the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Hope is mingled with anguish in his voice as the helpless. Dying soul casts himself upon a dying savior. The criminal on the left joins the taunting mob and shouts, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. Luke chapter 23 verse 39. But the repentant thief, aware that he is dying and has nothing to fear, now speaks in Jesus' defense. Turning to his former partner, he asks, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. Luke chapter 23 verse 40 and 41. I can almost see a temporary silence fall upon the mocking crowd as they listen to the unusual exchange. Then the repentant thief's final word passed through his parched, quavering lips. He calls out in clear, triumphant tones, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Verse 42. His famous plea begins with, Lord, and ends with kingdom. He does not ask for justice, but mercy. Listener, this is my prayer for you, that you may experience the saving grace of our Lord, accept his righteousness by faith, and grow the image of his Son, Jesus Christ. And may your faith work by love that purifies the soul. Amen. Thank you, listener, for your time. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for making Adventist World Radio a favorite station. It has been great in the hope through the masses of God. You'll join me next time. Don't forget to send us your thoughts concerning this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422-76-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us through Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a host, friend and presenter, Samuel Mangin. Till then, stay safe, stay blessed.